Well, good morning, friends, and welcome to another episode of The Kingdom Within. It's a beautiful cold morning out here, frost everywhere. But what else do you expect in November? We got spoiled with those 70-degree days. But I did just stop here. I've been in this field a couple minutes, standing facing the sun, because it's a beautiful blue sky morning. And I'll tell you, that sun is warm. But I've just come out of the woods because I've been walking in the woods most of my walk. And well, in the shade, it was got a little breeze going. It got a little cool. But well, I'll tell you, I come out here to find this thought of God. And that's what I do every day. Try to anyway. Sometimes I get sidetracked. But I always pay the price if I get sidetracked. So that finding this Holy Spirit is always the most important thing to do first thing in the morning. And I find coming out in the woods is a good place to do it because this is kind of where I feel at peace with God when I'm seeing what He created. And nature just kind of helps me make that connection. I have a harder time finding when I'm in the world of men and buildings everywhere. I don't know, I just don't find the same beauty in it that I do in nature. I guess that's why I'm looking forward to moving into that van, because <laughs> I'm looking forward to moving into Mother Nature. Well, this morning on my way out here, I opened up the Bible. I didn't sit down and read a good bit of scripture, but I just opened it to any old place, and read a little bit and well you know i only usually read what jesus said and read but every now and then when i open up that bible i just take whatever message i get and i'll open it up different places well it opened up the uh jonah in nineveh about him going in to uh warn them about that they had 40 days before god was gonna uh destroy Nineveh because of the way they were behaving and well I kind of had to talk to the Holy Spirit about that afterwards because I don't like to look at that stuff because to tell you the truth I see I see that it's coming and I see what what God does but what happens is folks don't realize they're even doing anything wrong a lot of times people get taught from their parents what good behavior is so they think killing each other's good behavior and now that's the problem the problem is well people just don't learn any better and because they don't know any better they can't do any better and that's the way that often happens in this world and we get busy judging each other for it friend i'm i'm telling you i'm one of those people that can be a judge just like everyone else except i know that every time i judge you i judge me and every time i judge either one of us i judge my father so and that's where the real suffering comes in and when i didn't know that what was going on well that suffering didn't cause me as much pain for because then i just thought i was judging you like for instance this morning on my way out here i was at a red light and there was this person in front of me that had was playing with their phone and they had it up so you could see that they were playing with it even from behind them and the light turned green and all the traffic left and me and him well we're still sitting there and the other traffic had already taken off and was 
good ways down the road and I finally hit my horn. And I'll tell you, it wasn't so much that he was paying attention to it when he was sitting still, but then instead of actually like being like, oh wow, I'm behind the eight ball here and holding people up, he didn't even put the phone down. He just put on the gas a little bit and kept playing with that phone and doing what he was doing without ever really paying attention to the road. And Well, you know, there's a lot of people dying more than drunk driving from these phones and people using them when they're driving. So that kind of bothered me. But you know what? He doesn't know any better. He thinks he's really smart and it's not going to kill his children or anybody he knows. But one day it'll be... Somebody will get hurt or dead and he'll have to live with it unless he doesn't. Hopefully he'll never have to. But these are the things that happen. That's the same thing drunk drivers think. They think, oh, it'll never happen to me until it does. That's the way people are that drive with phones. They're just, they're too self-absorbed to realize that there's other people that matter more or as much as they do. Because nobody really matters more than the other. That's the truth. The truth of the matter is, I come to see why Jesus said that he was the least among you. It's not that he was more or less. It was that he saw that there was nobody that was more or less. So he was the least among you because everybody thought they were better than somebody. And well, he thought he wasn't better than anybody. So he declared himself less, which actually makes him more to my father. Because well, I'll tell you, the more, the less we have to judge other people the more we can be to our father because we can love more and judge less. Judgment and this love kind of don't go together very good because, well, every time you judge somebody as more or less or good or bad, then you have to decide where you stand in all of that. And, well, that might make you righteous, but it won't bring peace and love and joy like what that Jesus was talking about. So I'm not talking about how to make the world this perfect place, because the world's never going to be a perfect place. My father wanted it that way. He'd have created it that way. He wouldn't have given us free will to make these choices that we've made. So since my father gave us free will to make these choices we made, and we keep, he keeps making them for us, because, friend, I'll tell you what, I'm under no illusion that we can do any of this without him. He's in you and you're in him. Just like he's in me and I'm in him. And everything I say about you, I say about him. Everything I do to you, I do to him. So that's why I try not to judge people. In the moment I do, just like this morning after, i got to say that I did think to myself some negative thoughts about that man that wouldn't put his phone down while he was driving then I've come to realize that that was that I've been the same way in the past and I just judged myself for judging him and turned to my father and said, Father, forgive me for I know not what I do because I just don't want the suffering anymore. And I know people don't see that as suffering, but I'm going to tell you the the more conscious you become of what God is and the love that he has for you, the less ability you'll have to judge and hurt other people without realizing what you're doing. Because when you think you're hurting people and you're justified, well then you can do it and get away with it. But the more you come to know this Jesus, the less justified you can begin be. You see, the Christians, they don't really read Jesus, they read that Bible and they read whatever it is to justify hypocrisy. So I'm not here to talk about that 
to to know Jesus, you need to know Christians, because I'll tell you, that word has come to mean a bunch of watered-down nothing to me. And it's not that I'm any better than anybody, because the truth of the matter is, all the judgments I've made, and I've been a horrible person half my life, I was too busy being selfish and eating fruit. I'll tell you why I talk this way. Because there's so many people that would want to know Jesus, except they don't want to know Jesus, because they don't want to know the Jesus because they don't want to know his followers because his followers do such a bad job of acting anything like his image and likeness. So what I want is, I want those that don't believe in Christianity to read what Jesus said and do what Jesus asked and see if maybe there's a truth there that his followers didn't find. Because I tell you, most of them didn't find it. Most of them are killing in the name of insanity. Most of them are judging each other and declaring themselves righteous. And Jesus said that no man is righteous. So I'm telling you, I have absolute zero righteousness. It is the Father who has all righteousness. So I'll never proclaim righteousness, except I'm proclaiming it for him. And Well, that's the thing about Jesus. Jesus was really hard to follow because... He said, of myself I am nothing, it is the Father that doeth my works. Yet, on the other hand, he also said that I am the light and the way, and there is no way to the Father but through me. You see, but people take one thing and don't put it with the other. you got to look at everything Jesus said, because there is a much greater meaning there than what it is that these people that call themselves Christians found, because they were busy wrapped up reading that Jonah and the... Moses and Joshua. Friend, anybody that can read Joshua and decide that it was God's will that he wipe out even little babies in a town, you're not going to find this love of Christ. Because you're looking in the wrong place. Because that was for one time and this is for another. And that was for people that, well, were very unevolved. And if you don't think humanity is evolved, then you must know people that are still stoning women. Because back in Jesus' day, see, they were, women were property like cattle. So if you still think that women are property like cattle, then, well, then evolution isn't real because you're still unevolved. But if you think that women and men are both children of God and that he loves all his children equally and that they all deserve love, joy, and peace and they're equals amongst each other, well, then you've evolved, friend, because that is not what they believed back then during Jesus' day. But people don't look at that. See, they're looking at this Bible and they say, well, you know, they ought to know this and they should have known that. They didn't know anything. They knew what they were taught. They were taught the same thing just like we were. Just like this nation is going through all of these things about race right now. The problem was that white folks taught their children that white folks were better. And that was a lie. And now it's taken generations to figure that out. And people are slow to come around to waking up to the truth because all our truths are based on the experiences and the things we learned. And, well, it gets very hard to let go of our truths and come up with new ones. Just like people that grew up in the church and, you know, they they believe that violence is right and that's God's will. Well, that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said offenses must come, but woe to those who bring them. 
So if you're in that church, you better be thinking about woe to those who bring them, not offenses must come, because offenses must come because that's the nature of the world. But if you want to know this kingdom, if you want it in your death, if you want to receive it in your life, well, then you have to read what Jesus said and really listen to what he was talking about, because he was talking a far greater truth than what this world grabbed a hold of. But it wasn't meant for you to find. It was meant for me to find. And it wasn't meant for me to find. It was meant for them to find. Truth is, it was meant for all of us and meant for none of us. It just depends on which one chose it. And I've just chose it. Well, I'll tell you, friend, what happened was I was in pain because I was watching us kill each other and hurt each other and do it in the name of Jesus. And I was watching us do it in the name of God. This nation declares itself one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all, friend. And if you don't see it, I don't see liberty and justice for nobody here much unless you got a lot of money. And that doesn't mean that we're not trying to go the right direction, friend. It's a great concept, and we're working on it. And I love this country for the fact that it's the freest nation that there's probably ever been. But I don't love the fact that, well, that it hurts people in the name of Jesus and in the name of God, because on them bills, it has the face of Caesar, and it says, in God we trust, and then we go out and we kill other people in the name of this country, which is then saying in the name of God, because we're declaring ourselves righteous by declaring ourselves one nation under God. And what I wish people would understand was that there is a price to that. There's a consequence to actions. When you do things like kill other people and declare yourself righteous and that you're doing it in the name of God, well then, when it comes time for God to make some major changes upon this planet, it's going to look as though he's taking his wrath out on those that declared themselves to be for him, because, well, it's right that he would do that, even though it's wrong. Both are true, neither are, because here's the truth. Truth is, death isn't real, even though it is all the while. But how would anybody know that unless they got to know that Jesus? He said to get your name written into the book of life. But I'm not talking about this eternal hell, friend, because that doesn't make any sense to me any more than it does to most people. The church kind has lost so much ground because nobody can figure out how it is that God is love, yet he can be like a serial killer and torture people's soul for eternity. And friend, I couldn't get that either. So I gave up on that church a long time ago because their sense made no sense whatsoever. And, well, it turns out it was a reason for that. That's because Jesus said that he didn't come to remove the fear of God or remove the law, but teach you how to rise in the spirit of it. And the spirit of the law was the spirit of love. So love and forgiveness is the only thing that really matters on this planet. Everything else is kind of nonsense. It's where we come to realize that we really don't want what it is we thought we wanted, because usually we think we want selfish things, but if we do what Jesus asked, we figure out that those things just aren't worth having, and the price we pay for them is too high. 
tell you the truth, I'm sounding all self-righteous this morning and don't even want to post this anyway, but I probably will because, you know, sometimes what the, what I'm not on here to make other people love me. That's the truth. The truth of the matter is that my truth doesn't even make any sense, even though it makes sense all the while. What I want you to do is I want you to stop listening to what everybody else told you about what Jesus said. I want you to go buy a Bible with what Jesus said in red and start reading red. So that you can find the real truth, because the real truth is what Jesus said. Because those Christians will admit that right in the Bible it says that Jesus was called the Word manifest. So if he was the Word that was manifested into human form, then every word he said has meaning, and it overrides any word said previous to the word that he said. So the laws of Moses are overridden by what Jesus said. So the question is, if he overrode the laws of Moses without overriding them because he knew nobody was going to try to live up to the standard that he called you to, except for those that did. So if, how are you going to do that if you only know the Ten Commandments? You can't go to church and let somebody else tell you what Jesus said because all those preachers are saying all the wonderful things, but did you ever hear them say... Jesus uh, said that his disciples would owe twice the debt at the end of the age. Did you know Jesus said that? Most folks, I don't think, know Jesus said that, because he said that in there, though. Jesus said that to be his disciple, you not only had to hate your mother and father, but you even have to hate yourself. Did you know he said that? Jesus said at the end of the age, he was going to deny his uh, disciples because, and they're going to say, but Lord, I prophesied and cast out demons in your name. Well, friend, the only people that, that do that are the people that actually believe Jesus died on the cross for him. So he said he was going to deny them. And he said that they were going to say, and they were going to say, but Lord, I did these things. And he said, but I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was naked and you didn't clothe me. I was in prison and you didn't visit me. And he still say, well, when did I see these things? When did I see you hungry or naked or in prison? And he said, what you did to the least of my brethren, meaning the least of humanity, you've done unto me. So if our lives is about being of service to ourselves and not to our neighbors, if we're not doing the things Jesus asked, and that's loving those that hate us, then do we really deserve this spot in this kingdom that Jesus is talking about? And I'm not talking about deserve, deserve, because nobody deserves anything, yet everybody deserves everything. My Father loves every one of us, and every one of us is worth loving. But my Father wants his kingdom, even though we've decided to have ours. And it's right that he does. So what I'm saying is that I don't want you to believe any of the interpretations I give. I want you to go buy a Bible with what Jesus said and read, and I want you to start defining parables and all the things that he said and start asking why he said it and what he meant. Knock on the door to the kingdom and don't stop until my father answers you. He told you you could have the Holy Spirit, but to have the Holy Spirit means you have to be able to discern it, and to discern it, you've got to know that Jesus inside out. Because if you get to know the true nature of Jesus, you'll get to know the true nature of the Holy Spirit, which is the holy thought, which is in your head 
And if you find it, it's yours to have. It's a gift from God. Yet it's Him being Him for you. And I don't know how to explain these things to you because it won't make any sense. But I'm telling you, it's there. The voice of my Father is lingering around inside of you waiting for you to call. And when you call, He'll answer. But I'll tell you, you've got two different voices in your mind, and one's going to answer saying it's one when it's the other. And therefore, if you don't know the nature of its fruit, it will tell you to judge other people and be self-righteous. And it'll say, look, you're doing this good, and they're evil. But then what that voice isn't telling you is that it's judging my father as evil for creating people and allowing them to be evil. So I'm telling you, if you want to know the fruit of the Spirit... And you want to get to know God on an intimate, personal level, it's possible. But you have to know this Jesus, because it's the only way to get to know this love at the level that you're going to need to be able to discern one spirit thought from the other. Because that thought of Satan isn't some separate entity living somewhere else. It's that thought in your head that causes you to let other people suffer and not think about it. That is your thought of Satan. And we serve it every day when we worry more about ourselves than we do about other people. And I'm not here to make you feel good, warm, and fuzzy. And I'm not here to make you feel bad. I'm here to help you think about what it is you're thinking about so you can evaluate and find the truth that you will love. And I'm telling you, this Jesus has this truth that you would love if you get to know him and do what he asked. But the church didn't tell you to do that. They told you you can't be like him. Did you know that Jesus said that a student is not greater than his teacher? It's enough to be like him. So what he's saying is he expected us to be like him, friend. That isn't what the church said. The church said you don't have to do that. All you have to do is believe you. he died on the cross for you and then you can go be selfish and go make gobs of money, give them a good percentage of it, and then uh, that will be good enough, and then repent. But that's not what Jesus said. So if Jesus is the Word of God, if you consider Him to be the breath of God, the firstborn Son, and the only begotten Son, then you might want to listen to Him, because on the first page of Revelations, it didn't call Him the only Son of God, it called Him the firstborn. So let the first page of Revelations reveal to you that you also are a child of God and have great value to my Father. The problem is, there is not one of his children that have any more meaning to him than the other. You have as much meaning to my Father as I do, and I have as much meaning to him as you do. And we both have as much meaning to him as Jesus does. You don't get it. That Jesus said it over and over. If you would listen to what Jesus said, he said of myself, I am nothing. It is the Father who doeth the works. He told you to hang all the laws and the prophets on only two commandments. So I'm telling you, get down with this message of Jesus. And don't let other people define it for you. And find a higher truth. And you will find something worth having. You will find a kingdom greater than the one that the church could ever promise. But it is the kingdom that Jesus promised. Because it doesn't matter what goes on out in the world. I'm on here talking on the internet because this is what my father told me I'm supposed to do. He said if I'm going to remain awake, I have to awaken other folks. 
I have to be willing to say things that will make you want to crucify me. And if that's what you do to me, well, then that's what will happen to me. Because my father's worth knowing. But it's time for people to wake up and stop thinking that you're going to get this free kingdom in your death just if you just say, oh, Jesus died on the cross for me. Because that isn't what Jesus said. It's a lie. They lied. And if you really want peace and you want this kingdom, then it's time to think about what it is you're thinking about. And Jesus said that would happen. Well, Fred, I'm going to get off here. But I do want you to understand this, too. There is a donate button here on this podcast for Anchor, and there's also the www.thekingdomwithin.biz. If you feel as though that you would really like other people to hear this message that I'm talking about, about Jesus and about the love of Christ, and get people to think about what it is they're thinking about, yet you don't find yourself in a position where you want to... um, talk this message to folks, but you want to support it getting out, well then, I encourage you to donate to the Kingdom Within. I'll tell you what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to pay my bills. Right now, I've still got a ton of bills. I am going to be moving into a van. So I'm going to try to pay my bills, and then anything that is past that, whatever my father tells me to do with it, I'm going to give, which will be give to people people that need it, people that are hungry, people that need something, and I won't know what it is until the moment I do, but this is what I know. I'm moving into that van because, well, I'm going to live at virtually with nothing, and because one thing is for me to give this message to the love of Christ, I don't want to get confused on what it is that I'm supposed to be doing, because I've watched messenger after messenger start out talking one thing and now they drive around in limousines live in mansions and they uh, what they're saying and what they're being is two different things and friend i ain't gonna be like that or else i'm just another well what the world would call a hypocrite so i'm not here to judge anybody i'm just gonna holy spirit showed me that this van is what i'm doing and this way i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna teach the love of christ but i'm gonna do it from such a way that there won't be any question on whether I'm being humble or not. Even though it won't be my humility, it'll be my father's, because I don't have any. Every bit of everything good about me is what's good about him, because it's him that gives me everything I need to do this, because I'll tell you, I was a selfish person, and I was more worried about money and sex and all the things of this world before the father gave me this Holy Spirit and told me this is what I was going to do. So I'm not here to say I'm anything special. I'm here to tell you I'm nothing. But my father's everything. And you're everything to him. And therefore you're everything to me. And therefore I will do what he asks. And that is to teach the love of Christ. Because there's just nothing better than this love and forgiveness I found. I got tired of beating myself up. And if you're tired of beating yourself up and feeling guilty. Then I'm telling you there's a way out. And this Jesus' message can give you the keys to that kingdom. All right, friend. Well, may God bless you and yours.